this morning. I'm, this thing's falling off. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, man, as, as we're continuing this series about the keys to transformation, talking about faith, um, I got to be honest, I feel a little bit like I'm preaching to the choir because I feel like there's a lot of expectation already in the room. There's already some faith in the room, people living with the power of God in their lives, expecting to change the world, and man, it's an honor to be back uh, in this room with you guys. Uh, for those of you that haven't met me, I was actually here in Manhattan uh, working with Jonathan, working with the, the campus staff for about seven years uh, here in Manhattan at K-State, uh, and it was awesome. It was some of the best years of my life, really formational for me, got to see a lot uh, happen in my own life, and got to see God do a lot of cool things through me. It was really, really fun, uh, an impactful time. Um, got to work with the, the worship team, man, Marcel and Sharon, uh, man, watching them get fall in love, and, <laughs> and uh, man, it's crazy. Uh, I remember getting coffee with Marcel one day, and He's like, yeah, I'm hanging out with my friend, Sharon, after this. She's like, oh, you're your friend. Uh, yeah, we're just friends, I swear. You're like, oh, really? You're just friends. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, how's that friendship going? <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's, it's so good to be back. Uh, we are taking this thing to the next step with the, with the Keys to Transformation series, talking about faith, talking about faith as an important key to transformation. And before we dig into some scriptures and some some big ideas that I think will really be a game changer for you. Uh, I've been really intrigued by a group of people recently uh, in the world whose faith has paid off recently and whose faith has paid off big time. This group of people uh, was a group of people that, that got some heat uh, from, from a lot of people around the world uh, for what they thought was maybe a dumb decision, but now here we are. This, their faith has paid off. This group of people... Uh, is collectively known as Tesla stockholders. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Tesla stockholders. All right, so I'm not an expert in finance and investing, all right, so I'm not here to tell you what to invest in or anything like that. Who knows, maybe a month from now their stock will plummet, and, you know, so don't do anything based off of this discussion. <laughs> but uh, what's really intriguing to me is that I do know that Tesla has been known uh, as a little bit of a risky investment, um, that's kind of the, the reputation they've had. Uh, they make electric vehicles, and while they, they are innovating, they're trying to bring new technology into the world, a lot of the old school investors are like, ah, we're not really sure how long they're really going to last. You know, it's, it's cool, it's kind of the bright and shiny new thing, but long term, we're really not sure, so we're going to hold off. Uh, but uh, obviously some group of people have, have, have dived in and said, like, yeah, okay, we're, we're all in, let's, let's do this. And, and it is finally paying off for them. In the last two months, uh, Tesla's valuation as a company has just skyrocketed to where as of two weeks ago, uh, Tesla as a company is now worth twice the value of Ford and GM combined. As of two weeks ago. That is insane. That blows my mind. Okay, so uh, Ford's stock is $9 a share. Tesla's stock is almost $1,000 a share, which is insane. Just so if you uh, were one of these people that were investing in Tesla, you, you are living the high life right now, all right? You are, are living it great. And what's also mind-blowing to me is that Tesla, to this day, has never made an annual profit. Isn't that crazy? How is that? Like, Tesla's never made an annual profit. And if that's the case, why would someone have ever invested in a company that has never made an annual profit, right? 
The reason is because these people could see a future that was different. They could see in their minds what the future could look like. They could see a future where not only was this company thriving and doing well, but in their minds, wow, this company is actually going to change the world. This company, they're going to bring a technology that's going to change the way that everybody lives their daily life. Just like how Steve Jobs uh, brought iPhones and now everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has touchscreen smartphones with the internet in their pocket. And, and 30 years ago, people were like, ah, that, does, that doesn't make sense. That's not going to happen. And here we are. It's changed the way we live our daily lives. These stockholders were like, yeah, Tesla's going to do the exact same thing. And they saw this reality where everybody's going to be driving electric vehicles and you know, all this stuff's going to take place because of this company. And, and they saw a vision of the future that, that caused them to invest. And, and it caused them to invest in a way that a lot of people thought was risky, a lot of people thought was maybe a dumb investment. But here we are, it's paying off. $1,000 a share. And uh, you know, back in the 80s, uh, due to some scammy, televangelists. It's now tacky for preachers to drive nice cars. Um, but I'm just going to say if somebody wants to donate a Tesla to my personal ministry, I'm willing to run the risk, all right? So uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we'll see if we're kidding. Uh, if someone donates one, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, but here's where we're going this morning. Why do I bring this up? This is where we're going. If you're taking notes or you got your notes up on your phone, write this down. This is where we're going this morning. Faith is the vehicle that moves us forward in the kingdom. Faith as a key to transformation. Faith is the vehicle that moves us forward in the kingdom. Without faith, you're, you're not going anywhere in the kingdom of God. Without faith, you're not going anywhere. Doesn't matter how much talent you have, doesn't matter how much resource you have, doesn't matter how many social connections you have, if you don't have faith, you're not going anywhere. Now, for some of us, that might be really discouraging. Like, oh man, I thought I could coast on my talent. But maybe for the rest of us, it's really encouraging. Like, good, man, I don't have any talent. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just flat broke. <laughs> I have no money, you know. So, man, if you have a, a mustard seed of faith, you got a tiny amount of faith, but you have no talent, no money, no social connections, man, God can work with that. You know, that's a great place to be. God is like, this person is, is what I'm doing some stuff through right here. Man, they got nothing according to people around them, but they got a tiny bit of faith. Man, God can move through that. And that's where we're going this morning. Just like Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, he had a, a vision for a preferred future for his company that caused people to buy in. Wow, that preferred future sounds awesome, and I'm going to invest in that. In the same way, God has a preferred future for us. And if we have the faith to buy into it, man, it can move us forward into a future that, that we can't even imagine at this point. And I just want to describe it a little bit because it blows my mind the way that the biblical authors describe the people of God. Because the biblical authors describe the people of God like they're these like global activists, sort of. And it just blows my mind. I mean, it talks about the, the church, the people of God are, are supposed to be passionate, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, expecting God to change Every facet of society from things like poverty and, and greed and world hunger to like fatherlessness and depression and, and all these things and, and are to have this crazy impact. And, and I'm not making this up, but the Bible describes the people of God are to have a global impact that it ushers in like a reality that the world has never seen before, but that the world was always made to experience. 
And you might be like, okay, crazy guy, that seems like way too good to be true. Like that's just like way, like too big idea, it doesn't make sense. And, but that's the way the Bible describes the people of God and where they're going. That's the preferred future that God has for us. God has this future where each of us, as the people of God, can experience impact in the world around us. Where you can see your friends and family come to know Jesus and experience transformation. Where you can see in your preferred future deep and meaningful relationships. Where you can see miracles, the supernatural, playing out in the world around you where you can experience peace and joy in your life, where you can overcome sin, overcome anxiety uh, and trials. And faith is the vehicle that's going to get us there. Faith is the vehicle that's going to get us there. Hebrews 11.1 1, uh, in the Passion Translation, I love this, it says that faith brings our hopes into reality. Faith like ushers us into this future and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. And you know, faith is, is often misunderstood. Uh, sometimes we think of faith as like, faith is like the general sort of like religious practices of a person. Like, oh, that's your Christian faith and that's your Jewish faith. And you know, it's just kind of like, oh, I didn't realize you're a person of faith. You know, and it's like these things that I believe. But that's not really what we're talking about here. Like, oh, if I check the boxes on a set of agreements that I'm making that I believe about God and about the world, then that ushers me forward. No, we're talking about kind of a different thing. Faith is this expectation, this, this trust uh, in God and, and what He's doing in the world. And, and it's so important that it, later in the chapter, Hebrews 11, it says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I feel a little weak in the faith department. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not like, yes, every day is amazing. Like, let's change the world. You know, like some days I feel a little weak. And, and just to keep going with this vehicle analogy, if, if faith is the vehicle that moves us forward, God, is, God has really given us, you know, like a Tesla, right? I mean, we're just going with that, that metaphor. But a lot of times we don't live like that. We're like, you know, man, I'm really, I'm just like scraping along in a Ford Pinto, you know. And I don't, I don't know if uh, y'all know about Ford Pintos. I wish I would have put a picture up here, but these things are like, you know, like the car where like, God forbid someone knocks on the window on the other side of the car because you got to lean over and like roll it up. Like, oh, like, let me roll down the window, you know. There's no Bluetooth audio in that car. Uh, and, and actually Ford Pintos were known to spontaneously catch fire. Uh, so if, if you, like, one, fen one fender bender, and it's just boom, you know? And, and I think that's the way a lot of us live our lives. Like, you know what? I'm, I feel like I'm going somewhere. I'm moving, putting along a little bit. But, man, one, one little thing happens, and boom, my life's going up in flames. You know? It's just like, ah, I don't know how long this is going to last. I'm going on fumes. But God has something bigger for us. You know, God has something a lot bigger for us. And, uh, man, there's a guy in the Bible named Abraham that we're going to look at, uh, whose faith ushered him into a future that he couldn't have, Im have imagined either. And it's pretty amazing because it wasn't easy. He wasn't handed all the talent in the world. He wasn't handed, you know, all the resources in the world. But a little, a little spark of faith ushered him into this future that God had for him that was amazing. And uh, I know uh, many of us are probably familiar with Abraham. Abraham was uh, considered the father of the Jewish faith. Uh, he's kind of the first guy 
that responded to God, and God promised him, he said, hey, I'm going to make this mighty nation out of you that, that changes the world. But before he was the father of the faith, he was just some guy. Like, he was a no-name guy that, uh, you know, lived with his family. Uh, his, his family, were they were like herders, you know, or shepherds or whatever. And, you know, they probably weren't like super religious. They may have worshipped like their ancestors or nature or something like that. So it wasn't like he grew up a pastor's kid and just had all the religious resources like, oh, of course, he trusts God, you know. But one day, God reaches out to him and is like, hey, I want to do something a little different. I want to do something maybe you've never seen before. I'm going to take you away from your family, away from the, the land you grew up, and I'm going to take you to a different place, and I'm going to give you this country. I'm going to give you children that, that have children that have children, and you're going to become this mighty nation. He didn't have kids yet. He was actually already kind of old at that point, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to see, see where this goes. And so he trusts God, and he follows God into a land that, that he didn't uh, hadn't heard of, hadn't been before. And this is, this is what Hebrews 11 says about Abraham. Hebrews 11.8 says that faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. I love that. Faith motivated him to obey God's call and leave the familiar. I mean, I love that. It's so great. Faith is the vehicle that, that moves us forward in the kingdom. And, and I think about this. Uh, faith causes us to make an investment. That's my first, my first point about faith, is that faith causes us to make an investment. A lot of times we think about uh, this story about Aaron, like, man, he really made a sacrifice. Like, man, he left his family, he left his, you know, the, the place he was familiar with to go somewhere. He didn't know what was going to happen, man. It's a sacrifice. He gave up something that he loved for a big risk. And I think it's interesting that we think about faith a lot of times like that, like we're giving things up for God that really we didn't really want to give up, things that we love. And, and a lot of times it's just like, well, I, I'm doing this because I know it's like the right thing to do. You know, and that's not necessarily a bad place to be, but, but really I want us to think about it. It's more like a stockholder making an investment in the future. You know, it's like someone pays $9 for a stock hoping that in the future it's worth $100. You know, and so they're like, yeah, I'll sacrifice my $9 because I know that what I'm going to get is way better. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Abraham is like, yeah, I will trade. I will make an investment with the things that I have. I will lay what I have before the Lord I say, God, what can you do with this? Like, take everything I got because I know that what you're going to give me in return is amazing. It's so much better than what I'm leaving behind. And that's this idea of, of faith causes us to make an investment. It's not about, hey, sacrifice for God. Give up all the things you love and just have a really boring life, but that's, that's really good and live a moral life. You know, it's like, man, make an investment with what you have and see what God will do with that. Yeah. And you know, I, I know God to, to some degree. I don't know everything about God or anything like that. I don't think anyone does. But to some degree, I know what he's like because there's some level of trust, you know? And even when I don't know fully or I don't understand the plan all the way, I know that God's good. I know that he's trustworthy. I know that wherever he's taking me in the future is better than what I'm leaving behind. And this is this idea of investment. I'm going to invest what I have now because I know wherever you're taking me, whatever you're going to bring me into, 
is so much better than what you're causing me to lay down or, or leave in the past. Right? Faith causes us to make an investment. And can I just like vent a little bit? Is this like a, is this a safe place? <laughs> For me to ventilate. Okay, so so I totally I totally understand the the wording. I get the sentiment. I use this phrase myself, and I'm not necessarily saying like never use this again or anything like that. But but the phrase "step out in faith," I feel like it kind of implies like you're not in faith most of the time. It's like hey, 99%. I'm just living my life, you know, just binging Netflix and just doing whatever I want to do and not having any faith. But then oh, this one time three years ago, man, you should have been there. <laughs> like, oh man, I stepped out in faith and man, it was awesome. And then back to my normal life, you know? It's like, hey, if I'm following Jesus, if I've like made Jesus like Lord of my life, say, so, hey, not, not my will, but your will be done, that's like an entire everything in my life, you know? And it's like, if that's really true, then I'm actively reorienting the whole direction of my entire life to be more in line with the direction that God has for me. And if that's the case, then man, the entire path I'm on is a path of faith. Like the whole direction that I'm going is a path of faith. It's not like I'm living my life this way, and like, oh, I guess I'll take one step of faith going this way, and then okay, back to my life. It's like, man, this whole thing, every step that I'm taking is a step of faith right now. Right? And I understand the sentiment, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, okay, I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm not necessarily out of my comfort zone every minute of the day, just frazzled and anxious. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here, you know. Uh, but there is this sense of like, man, okay, I'm, I'm orienting my, my priorities. The, the way I make decisions, the people I spend time with, is all because of this, this direction that God is causing me to go. And all of that is because of, of faith, of trust. And, and where God's leading me is better than where, where I left behind. Right? So I'm, I'm making an investment. I'm making an investment. Romans 14, 23 says, whatever is not of faith is sin. Whatever is not of faith is sin. Now maybe, maybe God's asking you to make an investment this morning. Maybe as a college student, maybe he's causing you to, hey, invest your spring break. Maybe go to Colorado with, with, with Call of the Greatness for spring break. Invest, invest your week. You know, sometimes you'd be like, oh, I don't want to sacrifice my spring break. You know, it's like, man, invest it. Who knows what God will do with that? You know, maybe if you're not in college, maybe uh, invest an evening or two. Join a small group. Man, see what, what could happen if you invest an evening or two evenings a week to, to get disciples and spend some time with some people that could help you grow in your faith. What could happen if you invest? Maybe there's something else. Invest what you have and wait to see how God uses it. Later in the chapter in Hebrews, it uh, goes on describing uh, Abraham's life and how faith impacted his, his journey. In verse 17, it says that faith operated powerfully in Abraham. For when he was put to the test, he offered up Isaac. And most of you are probably familiar with this story where Abraham uh, leaves his family. He goes. God eventually gives him the, the son that he was promised named Isaac. And he said, through Isaac, this whole nation that I promised you is going to come through this one guy, this, your, your firstborn son named Isaac. But then God is like, like, he grows up. He's probably, I don't know, a teenager or something like that. And God's like, all right, now let's go up to a mountain. I want you to sacrifice your son like he's like a goat or something like that. And Abraham's like, all right. And it's just kind of crazy because you read that and it's, it's, you know, it's like a familiar story. So we kind of like 
make it shiny and like, oh, of course he did that. Like he trusted God. And you're like, in the moment, I may have thought I was insane or like maybe I didn't hear God. But he just like doesn't even ask any questions. He just goes for it. He just like, yeah, okay, let's do this. And it's, which is kind of bizarre when you think about it. But it says that faith operated powerfully for when he was put to the test, he offered up Isaac. He invested what he had. Even though he received God's promises of descendants, he was willing to offer up his only son. For God had promised, through your son Isaac, your lineage will carry on your name. Abraham's faith made it logical to him that God could raise Isaac from the dead. And symbolically, that's exactly what happened. I love the way that that's worded. His faith made it logical to him. That, yeah, I really have no idea how this is going to work out. Like, the promise is coming through the son. You're asking me to kill my son. Those don't seem to go together. But my faith, my trust in who God is, he's so good. He's so uh, trustworthy that, man, this doesn't make sense to me. It probably doesn't make sense to other people. But my faith causes me to move forward. And this is my, my number two point, uh, is faith, faith causes us to, to be a little weird. Can I get an amen this morning? Faith causes us to be a little weird, all right? I feel like I'm a little weird sometimes, you know, and uh, I'm a little nerdy. That doesn't necessarily have to do with having faith. Uh, but, but, uh, but God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so if, if you feel like God's asking you to do something, that I, I don't know if that really makes sense to me or maybe to my family members or my friends. Maybe it's because God's looking at the situation a little differently than you are. Maybe God's seeing a little outcome uh, that you can't see from where you're standing. And you know, I've been on this journey following Jesus for, for a little bit uh, to the point where uh, I think my family has just gotten to the point where they don't even ask why I'm doing what I'm doing anymore. You know, like when I was in college, I was really like starting to follow Jesus more intentionally. I was getting disciples, starting to make some, some big decisions to follow Jesus. And, and uh, one of the first major decisions for me uh, I was a musician, I played drums, and, and I felt like God said, like, throw your drum set away. And I was like, all right. And so I threw my drum set away. And my family was like, why didn't you at least sell it? Like, make 800 bucks, or, you know? And I was like, I didn't feel like God said sell it. I felt like he said just throw it away. And I didn't realize, you know, for like six months later, I realized like, oh, it was like, God was like, hey, this is a major idol in your life. You need to get rid of this as fast as possible. It doesn't really matter if you make any money in the process. You know, just get rid of this. And so I, I was like, okay, yeah. So I did that. And then I end up, uh, instead of taking a job in engineering, which was what I was studying, I, uh, I, where I could make a lot of money and, and pay off my student loans in, you know, two to three years or something like that, uh, I got an internship with Called Greatness where I could raise my own support. <laughs> it was awesome. And, uh, you know, my, my mom especially, she's like, okay, the... I, I sort of understood when you told me about the drums, like, sure, okay. Well, yeah, we all love Jesus in this family, like, I get it, okay. But, but at least, like, get a good job, come on, you know. And it's just, like, didn't make sense. Like, why did you spend four years at KU getting an engineering job uh, or a degree if you're not going to get a job in engineering, you know? It just didn't make sense. It was a little weird. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. But this is where I feel like God's leading me. And I don't necessarily have the best explanation, but I, I know this is where God's leading me. This is where I need to go. And, you know, as we got down the road, I ended up moving to Manhattan. Uh, my family just kind of bit their tongue on that one. <laughs> Turned out to be awesome. Uh, and now my family, uh, my wife and I, and our son uh, moved to Topeka about six months ago. 
And I think at this point, my family's just like, you know what? We love you. Not even going to ask. Just <laughs> good luck to you. Like, just let us know how it turns out, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, you know, it doesn't even have to be these, like, major life-altering decisions. Like, where am I going to move? What job am I going to take? This is, like, everyday stuff also, you know? Like, like we, have a, we have a few small groups that, that we lead in Topeka. And, uh, you know, I, I try to, I show up pretty passionate about our small, like, man, this is going to be awesome. Like, God's going to really change us as we go through the stuff we're going through in these small groups. And uh, we're going through this thing, I don't know if you guys have heard it, it's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And uh, sometimes some of the guys in our group are like, why are you excited? We're talking about, like, our emotions and stuff. <laughs> like, we're talking about pain and who hurt us. Like, what's your problem? Why are you so excited? And I'm like, man, because this is going to be great. Like, this, God is going to meet us here in this place, and it's going to be so good, you know? And uh, this is just an everyday thing. Like, man, I got some faith that God's going to move here in this place. And, you know, if I come off a little weird, it's all right, you know, because I'm going to see God do some stuff. <laughs> so maybe, maybe God's asking you to do something a little weird, too, or, or be a little weird, or make a decision that maybe people don't understand. What would it look like for you to allow faith to be the vehicle that moves you forward in that decision? Maybe God's asking you to share your faith with a, with a friend or family member. Man, your friends may not be like, man, why are you talking to me about this? Like, dude, leave me alone, <laughs> you know? Maybe God's asking, maybe you've been in a small group for a while and it's pretty comfortable. Maybe God's asking you, like, hey, maybe leave the comfort of this group and start a different one with some friends. Maybe, maybe take a step of faith. <laughs> maybe the path of faith is leading you that way. <laughs> maybe God's asking you to move to Topeka. We got a space for you. <laughs> <laughs> but let me say this, the, the enemies of faith, the things that really pump the brakes on this vehicle that move us forward in the kingdom are, are things like unbelief, fear, anxiety. And, uh, you know, I think about anxiety, it's really pervasive. Um, and it's crazy that, um, it's, yeah, it's just so pervasive. I feel like there's this, like, level of anxiety that we all consider to be normal now. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, of course, we're all anxious all the time. It's like, you know, it wasn't always like that. Not every culture in the world experienced this, you know, and we're just like okay with it because we just don't even know, you know. And anxiety, I was just thinking about this, is, is like this fear. If, if faith causes us to buy into God's preferred future, anxiety is like fear of a bad future. You know, it's like, I'm afraid this, this future I don't want is going to happen. And it's interesting because it paradoxically often leads us into that exact future that we don't want. You know, it's like you might be wanting to live a great life, but you're afraid of making the wrong decision. So you hole up and you don't make any decision because you're afraid you'll make the wrong one. So what do you do? You end up holing up your whole life and you're not living a great life. You're afraid of not living a great life, which causes you to not live the life that you really were meant to live. And anxiety pumps the brakes on this vehicle that is meant to move us forward in the kingdom. And, you know, if that's you, if you're in that place uh, of either unbelief or, or fear or anxiety, which all of us, you know, even if it's not like a clinical thing, we all, we all dip our toes in that pool at, to some degree, you know, at different points in our life. And there's hope for a future. And if, if, that's, if that's you, if that you're feeling like, man, I'm feeling just real anxious, man, maybe ask God what it could look like to take a step forward in the faith direction. 
God, what could it look like? God, show me a path forward in this. And maybe, you know, it could be anything for us. But ask God, what could it look like for me to walk forward in faith despite my feelings of anxiety, despite my feelings of fear, despite feelings of unbelief? Maybe a step of faith for you could be to slow the pace of your life down a little bit. Maybe take a Sabbath each week or once a year, you know. (laughs) Maybe it's limiting your social media or electronics. Get some of that low-grade anxiety down a little bit. Maybe that'd be a big step of faith. Maybe a big step of faith for you is getting eight hours of sleep a night. Right? Who knows what it is. Faith is the vehicle that moves us forward. It causes us to make an investment with what we have because we know that the future is better than what we're leaving behind. And it causes us to be a little weird sometimes. Sometimes the people around us may not understand it. And I just want to close with this. Let's go back to this, this, this vehicle metaphor. And just close your eyes for a second and just imagine your friend has entered you into a drawing and... You won. You won. And now some guy in a fancy suit is handing you the key fob to a 2020 Tesla Model X, which is the really nice SUV one. It's worth more than your car and your house combined. (laughs) The insurance alone is more than your rent. All right, but it's awesome. You own it. This is your car now. Look, wow, oh my gosh, this is the nicest thing I've ever seen. Think about all the places you're going to go cruising in that thing. But with the ownership also comes the responsibility to maintain it. Comes the responsibility to keep it charged. Charge the battery. Windex the giant iPad touchscreen every once in a while. You've got to replace some components when they go bad. That battery is kind of hefty price to replace that thing. And no one else is going to do it but you, because you're the one who owns it now. you got the key fob in your hand. And if you don't do it, it's going to rot, it's going to slowly sink into decay. What started out as this really amazing pinnacle of technological creation will decay and, and disappear. So go ahead and open your eyes. This is kind of the place that, that we're in. Matthew eleven twelve 12 says, From the moment... John the Baptist stepped onto the scene until now. The realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth and passionate people have taken hold of its power. And listen, for us to move forward in the kingdom, we have to put off passivity. We have to put off passivity. We have to take ownership in the development of our faith. You know, it's so easy for us to just like wait around for someone else to to come and and, and tell us what the next step is for us. we got to wait, like, oh man, the pastor hasn't noticed me yet. You know, or the staff person hasn't noticed me yet and taken an interest and taken me under their wing and, and told me what I should do next. You know what? Maybe it's time for you to take ownership over the faith that God has given you. Your Romans says that every person has been given some measure of faith. And it's up to you to, to own it and to develop it. I say, man, am I living with faith right now? Am I doing something to develop my faith right now? You want to get discipled? Ask somebody. Ask somebody. You want to hear God's voice? Start reading the Bible every day and meditating on it. Like actively, take a hold of the next step that God has for you. You want to see someone get saved? Well, who do you know that needs Jesus? Who do you know? 
And don't wait for somebody else like, hey, look, I set up this perfect play date for you. Go share, go share your testimony with them. This random stranger, there's no risk involved, you know? Like, hey, who do you know that needs Jesus in their life? You want more faith? Use the little that you have, and it will grow as you use it. That's the way it works. You move forward in the kingdom, you get more. It's like, it's almost like instead of the, the car analogy, it's like God's given us a little Lego set. You know, it's like the little set that comes where it's like if you follow the directions, it makes something special. A little Star Wars figurine or something, because uh, they're all nerdy. They're, they're not like normal. Um, but you build it. It's like, hey, this is the little Lego set that I got. You build it. It's like, oh, look, I found a few more Legos. Start adding it to the set. You know, you build that, you get a little more. You build it to the set. And it's like that. It's like you use the little bit of faith that you have. Wow, God gives you more. It just grows. It's just the way it works. And it's amazing. So, Blue Mott family, there's some faith in this room. I can, man, I can feel it. There's some expectation. Man, we want to be a part of what God's doing in this world. God has an incredible future for each of you individually, but also as a community. Man, there's a, a destiny that God has for this community here at Blue Mott. And faith is the vehicle that's going to get you there. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. doesn't matter how many resources or social connections you have. You ain't got faith, you're not going anywhere which should be encouraging for most of us, <laughs> you know. I don't know if any of you are, maybe there's a social media influencer in the room. This doesn't apply to you. Uh, <laughs> your following isn't going to get you there either, all right. But let faith, let faith cause you to move forward by making investment with what you have. God, here's what I have. Let me see what you can do with that. Because I know where you're taking me is better than where I'm leaving. And, you know, it might cause you to do things that other people might not understand, and that's okay. But let faith move us forward. And let's put off passivity. Let's, let's own our faith. Let's actively take a hold of the kingdom life that God has for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let me pray for us. And uh, John is coming back up. God, thank you so much. Man, thanks for what you're doing in this community. It's, it's amazing to see how you're taking us forward into the preferred future that you have for us. And not even just for us. It's not just for us to have a better life. But we know that Man, you have an impact for us, that this city could be different as we, as we rise up in the faith that you have given us. God, as we move forward into maybe, maybe some territory we've never been before, God, I pray that you would increase our faith, but also give us the courage to use what little faith that we have right now. Like the guy in the Bible whose, whose child needed to be healed, and he said, hey, I believe, but help my unbelief. I have some level of belief, and I have some level of unbelief. But God, use what I have. Please use the little faith that I have. Thank you, Jesus, that you are doing something really amazing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, <laughs>